Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hi, and welcome to the Get Real Podcast. This is Angela Thomas, and I am here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. Get real. Let's get real. Yeah, so today, uh, Ron, we're going to talk about being an accredited investor, uh, what that means, why you'd want to be one, how to get there. Um, what, what was that? Are you one? If you are. Are you one? If you, if you are, are, what do you do about it? Yeah. yeah. What difference does it make? Yeah. So, so let's get going. Sweet. I mean, I, I think um, it, should be, it should be fun. It should be a fun topic, I think, for everybody. There's probably a bunch of people out there who have never heard of uh, accredited investors before and uh, probably didn't know that there was such a, a class of investor or that there were classes of investors at all, really. Yeah. Uh, you would think if you had the money, there would just, you would just have access to all the deals, right? That's what I would think if I didn't know any better. Right. I mean, if the investment's a couple hundred thousand and I've got a couple hundred thousand, I should be able to invest. Um, you should. That, yeah. that, is, uh, that is not the case, however. Um, there is a, um, in the SEC rules, uh, that's the Security and Exchange Commission in the SEC rules, there is a class of investor called an accredited investor. And certain uh, offerings uh, cannot be made to anybody other than accredited investors. Um, and for the majority of my life, I did not even know that that existed. So my guess is there's a whole bunch of people out there who didn't know, uh, who don't know as well. Um, there's probably some accredited investors out there who don't realize that they're accredited investors. Crazy. Yeah. Cause you, it's not like you get something in the mail one day where they go, Hey, congratulations. Boom. Here you go. Uh, that would be nice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like uh, the, when you lived in Vegas and they have those uh, clubs and restaurants out there where you, you have to be somebody to get in the door. They have the rope and the very yeah. bouncer guy. Look, there's one key difference there, Ron. So, so with the, the cool, you know, exclusive clubs and, and restaurants in Vegas, if you're an attractive girl and you dress hot, you can get in even if you don't, you're not, you know, part of the club. So I don't think it works like that with investments. It's not the same. Okay. It's not the same. What? Maybe, maybe I meant like, uh, uh, I don't know, a golf club or, or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Golf club's a little different. Or it's, it's more like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just pictured the SEC as the big bouncer, but I didn't realize they were going to let in hot chicks. So <laughs> the uh, SEC doesn't, they, they don't care. So they, yeah, they don't. <laughs> They don't. By hot chicks, they mean people who made the accredited investor rules, which there are. Should we talk about those? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, they change them occasionally. Um, they most recently changed the rules after, um, I think, after the last downturn um, to the current rules, which are you have to make, um, there's an income and then it's or a net worth. Right, so it's income or net worth. Um, and then there's some other ones that pertain to um, companies and, and retirement associations, things like that. We're not gonna go into all that stuff because it doesn't pertain to nearly anybody who's on here. Um, but if you make $200,000 a year as a, as a single person or $300,000 a year if you're married, 
um, then you're an accredited investor. Or if you have a net worth of a million dollars or more, but that does not, this is, and this is the piece that they changed. It used to be just a, a million dollar net worth. But there were so many people who had a million dollar net worth because they owned real estate in California or on the West Coast or on the East Coast. And, and uh, well, they kind of lost a whole bunch of money because they were an accredited investor by, by not because they were, um, not because they knew what they were doing, because they owned a house. Um, that, that's it, really. And so now the new change is <clears throat> you have to have a million dollars in, in net worth, not counting your primary residence. So right. you can count second homes and third homes and fourth homes, but not your primary residence. All your income properties um, count. So you just have to have a net worth of, of over a million dollars or you have to hit the income requirements. Okay. So, so Ron, why you seem to know a lot about this. Why did the government even set up those rules? Like, why does it matter? Hmm. Well, it was all set up after the uh, big, huge stock market crash uh, in the 1920s. Um, so the SEC was set up in the thirties. I don't remember exactly what year, but it was set up in the thirties. Um, and then they started coming up with all these rules because um, a bunch of people got, you know, quote unquote, taken advantage of, um, lost a whole bunch of money. Uh, and it's not unlike what happened after this last crash, you know, the crash happened. And so what did the government do? Well, they, they came in and they started really hardcore regulating a whole bunch of things in the real estate world and in the banking world. Um, some of those things had, you know, not the greatest of, I mean, there's, there's unintended consequences anytime you start jacking around with the, uh, um, with the free market, right? Don't get me started on that. We'll have a, that'll be a, an hour long rant uh, about, how the government is uh, meddling in our affairs. It, much it much. might be funny though. And it would be real. So. It certainly would be real. And um, I think it would be funny. So. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it might get not safe for work. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but we could edit it. It's okay. Yeah. Just kidding. Go ahead. So anyway, the government uh, did this to, to protect people from, from, from losing their entire um, livelihood. I mean, that that's really what it was put in place for. Um, for a couple of reasons, you know, they, they assume that people who have that much money or that make that much money um, know what they're doing. <laughs> it's been my experience that that's not accurate all the time. Now, sometimes it's accurate, but sometimes that's really, really yeah, bad. Having a high paying job doesn't necessarily mean you know how to tell if an investment's good or not. I mean, oh, it, just, yeah. it doesn't always translate. Just not at all. Not at all. Not but all. there's the government. Um, trying to make something that works when, when it doesn't. But the second thing um, I, I understand. And the, the second reason is that if you have a substantial net worth, then the odds of whatever investment this is completely annihilating your life financially, um, it's, it's, it's lessened. Right. Put it that way. I mean, you can still be, imprudent with your money and you can invest all of your net worth as an accredited investor and you can lose it all. Um, so it can still happen, but this is to protect quote, the little guy, the guy who, who doesn't have guy or gal out there who doesn't have a whole lot of money to lose from unscrupulous people or just really risky investments, even if the people aren't unscrupulous. Right. So that's what it's there for. That's why it came about. That's why it's there. And, and those are the rules. So it does make sense. Yeah. And it's really simple. 
it's pretty black and white. You either make two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars, or you have a net worth of a million bucks or more, and you're in the club. You don't even have to wait for the invitation. It's just yeah. So say I just figured out listening to this, Ron, that I am an accredited investor, and uh, I want to start seeing those deals. Where do I even go about finding them? I mean. How do you let people know? You don't get something in the mail saying you are one. So how do you send out an announcement that you're ready for the deals? You know, yeah, and, and the people who um, the people who have the deals don't get an invitation to your party either. That you just you just became one. And yeah, what the heck? Where um, you you have to go seek out these opportunities. Um, obviously, there will be people out there who will be marketing them. Um, the the rules for advertising these types of investments have been loosened over the last few years. Um, which makes it so that you can see things, even if you're not accredited, you can see things on Facebook that are, that are suggesting, hey, uh, this is what I do. I, I have, I syndicate money to go buy apartment buildings or, um, you know, I've, I've got this company that I'm starting or whatever. You just right. won't see any of the details and there's a process whereby they're going to go they go through to, to make sure that you're an accredited investor before they give you the details, or at least they should. Um, there seems to be a whole lot of people out there raising money um, that should be using private placement memorandums and should be um, using offering memorandums and um, they're not. <laughs> so, you know. So you still got to be really careful, even if you are the smart accredited investor cool club, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I am not in the accredited investor club and I want to get there. So, I mean, my plan to get there is, um, I mean, I have an awesome job at this company um, and I'm starting to invest in single family homes. Um, and my, my plan is to uh, let those grow, let my net worth grow with those and reposition with a 1031 into multifamily. Um, and from there, when my net worth is high enough, I will be able to um, access those accredited investor deals. Um, so I just wanted to tell everyone out there, I mean, there's multiple ways to get there. That's my plan. Um, Ron, I'm sure yours was a little bit different. Your business was involved, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a business owner out there, your, your business has a, has a, a worth, it's, it's part of your net worth. Um, right. So if you, if your if your business would be valued at more than a million dollars, then you would be, you would be considered a, an accredited investor as part of your assets. So it's, it's all of your assets, you know? Um, I can't list them all for you, but you guys know what, what your assets are. If, if, if your assets equal, uh, minus your liabilities, that's your net worth equal a million dollars or more then you're, you're there. And if you're not quite there, then, you know, you can acquire some more assets. Um, given some time, those assets will hopefully grow, won't lose value. <clears throat> so Ron, but, can you talk about, I know you are there, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, um, can you talk about like why? why you'd want to be there. Like what's, why are these deals so much better? Why are they hidden? Why are, why are they cool? What's well, the point? And let's, and let's be clear. Some of them are that much better and some of them aren't better at all than the stuff you were just talking about. Angela, right. the family deals or duplexes or small multifamily stuff that you could, you can get into. Um, and that's where <clears throat> you need to be. You need to understand how to read the private placement memorandum. Um, because in there, it's going to, uh, it's going to go over, you know, kind of the offering, the terms, the risk factors, and, you know, if it's anything like the ones that I put together, the risk factors, I mean, it's a huge list. If you read all that, and you still want to invest afterwards, uh, <laughs> you really want to invest because that stuff like, 
you it's put everything you could possibly yeah. go wrong. Um, yeah. uh, so anyway, <clears throat> kind of description of the company, the management, how all that's going to work, um, how the proceeds work. So when, when monies come in, how they get distributed, um, description of the securities that they're there and any exhibits that go along with it. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's quite a, quite a packet. Um, and you need to be able to look at that and you need to be able to look at, at the actual investment, the business, the property, whatever it is that, that they're raising money for and determine whether or not it's a good investment. And you still have the burden to, to go out there and look just like you do if you're, if you're buying a, a house. You have to be able to look at the numbers and you have to be able to dissect those and make sure that this is going to be a, a good investment for you. You know, so that, that doesn't change. But what it does allow you to do is it allows you to look at deals that you otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to look at um, because the people who have these offerings and, and they can be very lucrative. Um, you know, some of my buddies and, and I, I do these as well. Um, you know, you go out and buy apartment complexes and then <clears throat> you can either, um, you can either rehab them or you can just make changes in, in the management. Um, and we'll, we'll probably do another segment on, on multifamily properties, but there can be an upside of, of millions of dollars in one of those properties. And usually the way these work is that the, uh, the investors, the, the money investors, um, they get a, what's called a preferred return. So they get of the money that comes in of the cash flow, let's say that the property made $200,000 this year and there were 20 investors. Um, of that $200,000 that came in, there's gonna be a piece of that, a percentage that gets paid out to the investors first. So they get the first money that comes in before the operators, before the managers of that fund get paid. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, so that, that's one of the huge uh, benefits, in my opinion, is you you still can make great returns in these bigger deals, um, but when you're part of a fund like that and you have a preferred return, there's a lot less, or at least a little less, legwork involved, right? Yeah, so it's, it's literally a, a hands-off, passive investment. I'm going to give you money, and I'm going to expect a return. And then what the private placement does or the offering memorandum, that it, it lines out how things get paid out. So for instance, if you, if you had one that was paying out of, of a 10% um, preferred return, for instance, that 10% preferred return would be, um, it would be paid out on a quarterly or monthly or annual or however it's gonna be paid out. And then after that, there's usually some kind of a piece of the upside in the property. So that big chunk that I was telling you about. So, um, right. you know, if the property makes $3 million and you get a, a 50% of the upside, all of a sudden the investors made a million and a half to split between them, plus whatever the preferred return was that they were getting. So awesome. it's a way to participate in larger deals and it's a win-win for everybody because the, the guys who are going out there and they're finding these deals if they have to use their own capital to fund every one of the deals, it constricts the amount of deals that they can do. And it's a, so it's a win for them, but it's also a win for the money because usually the people who have the money either don't have the time or don't want to spend the time putting together the deal um, or they lack the expertise to put together the deal and they get a handsome return to utilize their money. 
Right. Awesome. Cool. So there's definitely advantages, um, but you kind of want to know what you're doing because, you know, the return, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool things about them, but you could possibly lose a lot more money. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you listen, anytime you're putting up big money into um, something that <clears throat> is paying high returns, um, there's a risk reward, right? Um, there's also, you know, um, offerings for, um, for businesses, IPOs, um, things like that. Yeah, everybody's heard of IPOs before. Um, but those things are also offered to accredited investors. And, um, and those are even more risky because they're a startup venture. Um, right. People raise money for apps, uh, you know, for all kinds of things nowadays. And sure make it look cool on TV though, you know, investing in all those companies. Right. Okay. Um, he doesn't want to do that. I want to see the TV show where they where they say how many of those were duds and how many of them actually were winners, and then and then what the payoff is on the back end. Um, hey, on that on that Marcus Lamona show, what's it called? Um, the profit. Yeah, the he, profit. he actually put yeah, them he, on. yeah, he actually had a couple episodes where he went through how many how many were duds and how many made money, and yeah. it's not as many as you would think, but he's still doing all right. So yeah, he did he did really well on the others, but it's kind of a gamble. Um, and that's a, that's a perfect example. So if, if Marcus was out raising money to go and put money into those businesses, he would need to put out a private placement memorandum because he's selling a security. I guess that's another thing we should say, right? You don't need a, a private placement memorandum. Like Angela, if you and I are going to go buy a, an apartment building together, I don't need to put together a, a private placement memorandum to go do that. But it's just a partnership. You and I are just going to go buy real estate. But it changes when I'm selling shares in a company. All of a sudden, now it's a security because I'm selling shares in a company. Hmm. And that's why you need to go out there and put together a private placement memorandum because right. I'm, not, I'm no longer selling real estate. I'm, I'm selling shares in a company. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Ron. And yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments about... Um, accredited investing or anything else or any suggestions on on what you would like us to talk about in the future please visit uh getrealestatesuccess.com and let us know we'll look forward to yeah you guys being on next time thanks this has been the get real podcast to subscribe and for more information including a list of all episodes go to getrealestatesuccess.com